0: Hey TRB fans, for the best in Star Wars accessories and jewelry, head to jewelrybrands.shop for items spanning the entire Star Wars galaxy from the Mandalorian to the Skywalker saga and beyond. I'm wearing a Grogu pin myself right now. Their items are top of the line, best stuff you can get out there. And make sure you use code TRB at checkout to get 10% off your order. Jewelrybrands.shop, the best in Star Wars accessories and jewelry. Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. We are the official Star Wars podcast of StarWarsNewsNet.com. I'm John. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, great show today because we're going to be talking about a lot of things going on in uh, Star Wars news um, from animated to upcoming live action. A lot of great stuff. We hope you had a wonderful weekend and you're kicking off your Monday here uh with us uh which is always a, a good way to start your week right james and lacy with mm-hmm. me as always james you uh you you got the yellow makes a little happen on that's uh there's one on the planet and you have it is that is that a special feeling for you
1: who knows there's a lot of bootleggers out there, <laughs>
0: there are a lot of bootleggers that's true i got into it with one site and they were like do something about it and I was yeah
1: like, oh, if you nice. guys are kicking around getting a make solo two happen shirt do your best to make sure you kind of figure out who you're buying it from, because there's a good chance you might not be. If you're just Googling it real quick, you'll pro- you will might find something, but don't buy it from those guys. Um, yeah. We don't have millionaire backers here. Yeah. We, uh, we do
0: what we can with what we got. You know, it's interesting
1: you laid it out, John, because you are right. We're, we're covering animation, we're covering live action, we're covering comic books, and we're covering a uh, novel, like written, yeah, everything in the news this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, uh, Lacey, what shirt are you wearing? I cannot see.
2: Just says Star, Star Wars, Wars on it. <laughs>
1: oh, I've heard of that. That's good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is that uh, uh, a show? A movie? What is it?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of found this shirt. Some guy gave it to me.
0: So, Lacey, Goodwill. let me really, let me ask you really quickly because, um, while well, our audio listeners will try to guide them through this, but behind you, I do see your, your classic Akbar. Is he holding Ray's hand?
2: No, his elbow is oh. pushing into her elbow to hold her up.
0: Oh, okay. I thought he was. <laughs> they were going on a journey together. I thought. We had I mean, a new they ship. could. That
2: would be really yeah. cute. But no, they, Ray. Just Ray Bar holding her up because she fell recently, and okay. it was everything toppled. One of my things broke. Yeah. It was quite the event.
0: That actually would have been nice if Ray had met Akbar at some point, but not. To she be.
2: could have if Ryan Johnson didn't kill him. Oh my God.
0: Well, good thing we have aftab, Jr., <laughs> know, <right>? yeah. Um <laughs> The emperor is dead. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, Chris. Thanks, Terrio. Chris Terrio. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we uh we got a lot to get into today. Is there anything you guys want to want uh, to shed light on before we hop into stuff?
2: Happy to be here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess I'm just thinking. Is it? Did she really not?
0: She didn't. She didn't.
1: She was at the. She was at the resistance base at Dakar. She could have, yeah.
0: right? Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe off camera. Off camera. I mean, if totally, totally, she didn't totally, I'm meet saying, po,
2: then she didn't meet new... Akbar.
0: She did that's, meet Poe. That's a great point.
2: Not in the Force Awakens. Not in according the to yeah.
0: the movies. Right. They meet at the end of TLJ mm. with the when they fell in love. I'm Ray. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, now we have a new comic book series to write. Uh, yeah. Ray, there you go. An Akbar hanging out on Dakar,
1: or a new <laughs> ship, depending on uh, if they're holding hands or not. <laughs> exactly, Ray, yeah.
0: Raybar or Ak-Ray. Akray. Let us know in the comments which ship you prefer, and uh, we'll we'll light that thing up. We'll get that thing going. Um, all right. Uh, one thing I do want to say to uh, our friends over at um, Weird Brothers. We put together a coffee brew with them and I'm having some of it right now. So maybe you want to think of that. Uh, The resistance brew we paired with them. They're a small business down in Virginia. Uh, Go to weirdbrothers.com and look up the resistance brew. You can buy a bag of any size, any kind ground up, not ground up and you'll be supporting us As a small podcast and also a small business down in Virginia. So we appreciate uh, them and appreciate uh, your support. All right, James, we have a little segment we call the Resistance Report. You had said we're going to go through the whole gamut of all types Mm -hmm. of content. So let's fire that thing up right now.
1: It's the Resistance. All right, well, it is now official. The weekend is over, guys. So, yeah. Everybody has started watching The Bad Batch, and uh, the the ratings are in because we're looking at uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and as of now, as of recording, 93% on the tomato meter uh, for critics and 96% audience score, which actually, I looked at Clone Wars, I looked at Rebels, I looked at Resistance. It's the highest rated so far, um, so people are really liking this show um episodes uh episode one the big 70 minute uh juggernaut uh came out on may the 4th as you guys know and then uh the the most recent one here on um friday so i guess we're just going to get into a little bit um your thoughts on the bad batch i'm going to start i'm actually going to start with you Lacey, on this one what do you think
2: um what do i think about the ratings or what did i think about the show itself Both. What angle well well taken here
0: y- yeah at, at the end of the show I, I should have said this at the opening at the bad posting sure. job <laughs> <No>. after <laughs> after the middle of the show you know you've probably been noticing we've been doing we've mm-hmm. been putting ask the resistance on the back burner a bit uh we're going to do a bit of an open discussion on our thoughts about the bad batch to okay. end the show so like the back half of the show we'll really get into it right now let's just react to uh these ratings here
1: mm-hmm.
2: okay Uh, the ratings aren't surprising to me because I think anything that Filoni touches, even if he's not the main person on it, it just automatically gets a thumbs up from a lot of Star Wars fans because they trust him. They know that he learned from George and people love the Clone Wars and this stemmed from that. So I'm not surprised at all that it's getting really high ratings with both critics and with fans because people loved the last season of clone wars and this is basically just a continuation of that
1: Mm -hmm. john your thoughts
0: yeah it's it was surprising to see when um, i looked it up because i was just like oh i wonder if there's already ratings for bad batch on because i haven't seen anybody doing reports on it or trades on it or whatever so i think actually star wars newsnet we might have been the first to like really put a spotlight on this uh, aside from obviously rotten tomatoes itself but um, Very surprised to see it. And, and not because I don't like it. I actually really enjoyed what I've seen from The Bad Batch so far. So uh, I'm very happy to see that. It's just funny how in the... You know, you, you had... TFA and Rogue One and Star Wars felt flawless and felt like everyone loved everything that was going on. Then TLJ hits and it's just just wave of mixture and it feels like everything has been treated that way since that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with the exception of maybe the Mandalorian. But... Uh, I'm just surprised to see that uh, both above 90. and That's very, very high. Obviously, even higher than some of the top-rated Star Wars movies. Now, granted, it is very early. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's only about 130 or so fan reviews. Uh, so that is a very small sample. But uh, out of the gate, you have to be um, happy if you are the producers of The Bad Batch. Because who knows if they've greenlit a season two or not. But out of the gate, early going, a 70-minute mini-movie being approved that high. Very good stuff.
1: Yeah. Right. It's definitely one of those things where I think um if you look at it like it's a Clone Wars piece, um, then you have the original Clone Wars series, which was doing what it was doing. And then there's such a noticeable, in my opinion, such a noticeable difference between where that show left off and then they took that huge hiatus and everything that they've learned and the way the animation styles got better and everything – like when they jumped into that seventh season, they really like honed in the storytelling of what this show is supposed to be. Um, it almost like it sat with them a while and they said, you know, hey, if we're going to do this differently, let's make it a little bit better. Bad Batch is even a further extension of that. Clone Wars, it wrapped up. They saw how people reacted to it. It's probably um, grown even more in the animation world um, technically, you know what I mean? Um, so there's a lot that goes into, um, just the, the getting the right foot off on this series, you know, um, that 70 minute thing for May the 4th, we kind of talked about that too. We kind of, I, it's not that we expected, but you know, it's always would be nice to have gotten some stuff and they really leaned into the bad batch. Um, cause I think at the end of the day, they knew they had something special and they really wanted, they didn't want people to report um it's star wars day what's out there oh this kenobi thing they wanted people to go it's star wars day what's out there and lean into this show because it was just gonna they they had confidence that it was gonna set up uh repeat viewers like if you watch this you're probably gonna be interested in checking out that second episode on friday you're probably gonna be interested it would have gotten Seeing more yeah something else came up yeah could have yeah um yeah definitely definitely excited about uh the the ratings and and how everybody's been receiving it pretty well yeah.
0: yeah
1: um we'll talk more i guess at the end of the show um but let's move on right now to andor and uh there there are no secrets apparently with andor uh i don't you can't even really say like so and so reported this because um they're out shooting um and uh everybody can see what they're doing Um, You're getting just about every fan walking around taking pictures with their camera and throwing it up on Reddit and other forums and and sending them straight to us, whatever. Um, They're uh, near Lancashire um, in a place called, am I pronouncing this right, Clevelis? Clevelies? I I see it as
0: Clevelies. Clevelies, yeah. (laughs) Please. Uh correct our, us our British <laughs> our, yeah, yeah. Our, our British uh, listeners are gonna correct us, so we appreciate that. But uh you know the place we're talking about. Yeah.
1: There um but but there's short troopers out there. Um Cassian himself is out there. There's a lot of uh, pedestrians and a lot of artwork and stuff. This is even more so than we've seen from any of the other sets because they just didn't seem to really care that they were visible. Uh, They knew they would be. They've got green screens and uh, LED panels and all sorts of stuff. John, I'm going to bounce back at you for this one. What are your thoughts on uh, seeing all this stuff?
0: It's, It's crazy. And you're right. Like these bits of news are coming from so many accounts now because one person in that area who's a Star Wars fan catches wind of it and they're like, I know where that is. Like I had lunch there the other day or something. They you know, they they go they're going to go down there with their camera or their phones and take some shots. So like in our article there's like five accounts. You know, you have Cleveland's News, you have and- Andor News, Best Bin Bulletin, and we take all this information and put it all together in Star Wars Newsnet Net in one spot so everyone can get a good look mm-hmm. at it. Um I, I this is like a big big production this show. Like they're only going to be at this place for 8 days. But you have, you know, they have fake palm trees that they're setting up. They're like, I don't know if this is like going to be on Scarif. And this is like, oh, this is what what was going on in Scarif before Cassian died there in five years. Like, I don't know. (laughs) But seeing that there's like fake palm trees makes me think that they could be doing some Scarif stuff. Uh, They are near the water, I believe. Um, I'm just blown away by how big this is because the Mandalorian, it seemed like it was... We're we're changing the game, and we're all going into the volume, and this is where this show is going to be made. And there's a couple of lots that we're doing some outdoor stuff where we have a set for, like, a street. Or Robert Rodriguez is going to go take us down to where people do peyote down in the valley, and we're going to shoot some stormtrooper scenes. But this is, like... No, we're doing some big stuff here. This is like a Star Wars movie. This feels like a giant, massive Star Wars movie production, mm-hmm. like a saga film, like kind of like Director and the Jedi or J.J. J. Abrams type stuff. And it also, like, in in the sizzle reel that we got in December, we were all, the three of us remember saying, like, that looks like prequel sets. The internal giant sets they were building. This is going to be a massive, massive production in this show. And as much as, you know, we love um, you know, the volume and all stuff, even talking with Hal Hickel and how it's changing everything and making everything uh, more budget conscious and accessible and also protective. It seems like with Andro, they're like, ah, yeah, that is great, but you know what? Let's just blow it all open. Let's just get them all out there. If they want to take photos of, of Diego Luna uh, out of context next to a trooper, fine. And you know what? I kind of like it. It's a little refreshing because mm-hmm. it doesn't give us any anything away. And it's just showing us like, you know, Star Wars is still big game hunting with these productions. And I kind of like that.
1: Yeah. Lacey, um, did you spot anything, uh, interesting in these photos or what's up?
2: I think the thing that stood out to me the most was the guy dressed up like Alan Tudyk in the rogue one with the same type of suit on. Mm -hmm. And he's like on stilts or something much, much taller. And he looked in the video part. It looked like he was carrying someone up the stairs, whether it be Cassian or someone else. So it makes me wonder, is this like where he meets K2SO before K2SO appears? Because with COVID and all the craziness and the pandemic, there isn't a lot of travel between the UK and here or anywhere, really. So I could see them saying, hey, maybe we'll have glimpses of him here and there that can do, you know, he could do the voice later and then have him play the part in a future season when we're not so restricted. Um, Or it could just be a similar droid that just sets it up as like, hey, we know this character we know what this character looks like I can't wait to see him in in it like being himself in the next season but I mean it's just really really exciting to see Diego Luna on set uh because it means that things are happening things are moving and when we got that glimpse last year I think a lot of us were like oh thank gosh like all this stuff is actually happening there aren't you know there are some changes here and there but it's moving and grooving and things are uh, getting recorded, and we're actually going to yeah. see this project be completed. Because there's always that nerve wracking feeling of, like, what if it gets canceled? Especially in the past year when everything seemed to be getting canceled or yeah. uh, people didn't move forward with projects. So seeing it in this space is really cool. I love the practical aspect of it. I love the volume too, but there's just something so much different about being in an actual place uh, that really adds to a movie or a TV show. Um, And I also laughed that he was wearing that black robe at one point that they make all the people wear when they're not (laughs) shooting (laughs) because I was like, there it is. There's the robe.
0: (laughs) There's that black robe. Do you (laughs) think it would be too on the nose for them to do Scarif, like I'm suggesting, or do you think that that's something that could work here?
2: I honestly thought it was Scarif because of the shore trooper because the shore troopers are on Scarif, and I was like, it might be on the nose, but it just makes sense. That's like, a, logic says it would be.
1: Yeah, that's a logical choice. But also, like the, the other stuff is like it looks like there's a lot of um, fans there, or not fans, sorry, uh, citizens, and it like, looked
2: like a bar or something.
1: Yeah, it just looked like an outdoor shopping area. And there's clearly stairs that are part of the set because this character's walking up the stairs. And I was like, I never really got that vibe that there was like a city somewhere on Scarif. The Shore Troopers, I think, is interesting, but this place does feel like a tropical town. So, you know, it's not like Storm Troopers don't just go to different places sometimes, you know, like in that particular outfit. So maybe Shore Troopers are stationed, you know... Anywhere where there's like, sand, you know, basically, um, not even that yeah. actually. That, but I'm all for. A have new to be place. I mean, yeah. we
2: thought Pisana was Tatooine early on, and it, it wasn't.
1: It. Oh yeah.
0: You know, and it's a spy. It's a spy show, Banji and Q. some. It, may, it mm-hmm. makes me feel like it, it could be one of those. Like like he's he's talking to one of those troopers. It looks like it's not like a I'm arresting you thing. It looks like there's a conversation mm-hmm. going on here. And even one of the videos showed like the stormtrooper bailing and like jumping over a railing <laughs> yeah i wanted uh, to make a meme out of that like
1: <laughs> like when your mom says something to you know and you're like you bail <laughs> dinner's under the ready you throw yeah.
0: down the remote control and head up yeah uh but like these spy shows and spy movies always have like a a a meetup to to hand off something and like even like the beginning of rogue one you know that he meets he meets the dude in uh the ring of kafreen tivik and it's it's just one of those things where I feel like he could be meeting him kind of like in Jurassic Park. Like here's the thing with the mm-hmm. shaving cream and you know yeah, it just Dotson. has that that yeah, it has that vibe where it's like yeah, there are a lot of citizens there and stuff. Maybe this is let's just meet in public so it's less conspicuous and it's one of those types of scenes. Like who knows? I don't know. Uh, but I love that we're able to start speculating on this show because uh, we didn't get anything on May the 4th so we now we have to rely on people and their cell phones and stuff to take photos of this stuff I um, saw a
2: lot of tweets of people being like I live half an hour away, I live 90 yeah. minutes away yeah. I live- yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, contrary to what Lacey was saying about that being K2, I I assumed that it wasn't K2 because of Alan Tudyk's uh, involvement and I was like, so what is this? Uh, okay, it's probably a droid. It could be an alien of some sort. But the way he's holding those people and there's, like, another guy that's getting thrown across. I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of getting the impression that this is, like, an evil droid. Like, would they make the villain of this show be, like, a grievous kind of a character? Like an evil droid?
0: I don't, I don't know. yeah, I don't know if the main villain of the show would be in this type of scene, if it's the type of scene we're thinking. I mean, you could be right, Cuz the main villain's
2: but... got to be Empire, right? Cuz we're leading into Rogue One.
0: Yeah. 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 What what if it's another version of uh the security droids? What if it's That's it, what it's I the said. same Yeah, so it's not but it's not K2. No, I know. I said, said? It,
2: I said it could be K2 or it could be just, or something else. Droid. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think, I think you might be right there. I think it might be like a different droid and they didn't need Alan two hmm. to play a non K2 version. And maybe Cassian, like, like they'll do some kind of fan service nod to like, Oh man, I can't, I can't stand those droids and that's like oh it's so funny because you're gonna be best friends with one in like an hour <laughs> <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> I uh I loved the um the picture where like I said it had the souvenirs like it looks like it's got uh postcards and sunglasses like available to purchase there's a bunch of people walking around with weird headphones and stuff like they're just chilling like uh surf, hey, we don't know what if that's bones? not even
0: that could be yeah that could be not even part of the shoot that could just be an actual like <laughs> maybe like, yeah they still kind of look
1: <laughs> yeah um all that stuff looks very Star Wars y. Um another thing too, the Interstellar thing. Did you guys see my tweet about that? I was like, Tars <laughs> uh, No, what did you what did you say? One of these pictures looks like Tars from Interstellar is standing there, and I was like, Oh jeez. What, what are the odds that they would bring in like a, a Tars droid as an Easter egg? <laughs> I don't know I don't know where that picture is I don't see it in this article but it was on one of them somewhere um that thing looks like a
0: refrigerator
1: <laughs> well we can we can move on from andor uh, and talk a little bit about uh obi-wan Kenobi which is another show let's speculate a little bit about this get ready uh Star Wars obi-wan Kenobi actress Moses Ingram uh, shows her lightsaber lightsaber skills uh on instagram her story so she was posting this is may the 4th and uh she posted herself um kind of on set uh if you will like in a um back room training room or something like that she's definitely using lightsabers as part of her training which uh leads you maybe to wonder what kind of a character she might be playing on this show lacy i'm bouncing back at you on this one um what do you think
2: this was my favorite story of the past week. I was so excited to see this video uh, when it popped up. Like, everybody was just screen capping it and throwing it up everywhere. But um, first of all, she's got mad skills. Like, mm-hmm. girl is talented. She was, It was so cool to watch. I kept repeating it over and over and over again. Um, and it's just exciting to see people holding lightsabers because that, to me, is true Star Wars is people with lightsabers. So the fact that her character definitely... Uses I would book it on this that her character uses a lightsaber. There's no reason for her to be doing that unless her character uses a lightsaber, um, unless she's tr- training with something else and then grabbed a lightsaber. But I don't think that because when they announced the casting, she had said, "I'm so excited to get to play with lightsabers," and then she's showing a video of her playing with lightsabers. So yeah,
1: she said, "I play with lightsabers." Uh, yeah.
2: I'm I'm super pumped, and I really hope it's kind of what we were discussing when the casting news came out of like inquisitors would be super cool. And I really hope she's a bad guy. Cause I just love a good bad guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely in that boat. I, I really would like to see an inquisitor in live action. Uh, and I think she'd be good to play it. John, um, are you on the same page as us or is that blue lightsaber throwing you off?
0: Uh, no, that's not. That was probably <laughs> the, the accessible prop there. I mean, this could be devil's advocate. This could be a situation where she's, you know, shows up for filming, and she's like, "Let's throw people off the scent." I used to be in color guard. Give me one of those lightsabers. Let's throw something up on Instagram, <laughs> maybe. And she's really playing like a bartender or mm-hmm. you know, something. No, but I mean, she does have skills, though. I, the the behind the back twirl, like if you're if you're a Jedi, like you you have to be pretty confident because you're gonna cut your whole body off if you don't do yeah. that right. So. <laughs> uh that's that's a move that I would not try even if I was skilled with the lightsaber but I I liked what she was showing there so if you know your whole theory about the inquisitor thing turns out to be true uh and she plays one of those you know sisters or eighth sister, 12th sister, 50th sisters whatever those
1: uh, numbers go up sister to sister act 3 uh, Sister back in the habit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. Maybe Whoopi Goldberg shows up as an Inquisitor. Who knows? (laughs) But uh I think that would be very cool. It's another way to get Obi Wan fighting people without it having to be the Vader situation, Mm -hmm. uh, which I like. Um and then you got this other stuff, like, you know, fans are so starved for information. Like you got uh Noah Outlaw posting uh like a photo of a Bantha and it's like, yeah, I mean and everyone's like, a Bantha It's like, Mm -hmm. of course, of course it's gonna
1: be a Bantha. Tatooine. Like
2: they already got those Banthas. They already got them made yeah, from they, Mandalorian. Mid
0: the yeah, they just have to dust them off. They're there. The they even have their own toothbrushes ex- yeah, now. The
2: puppet already exists. It's
0: true. It has a dental plan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> dental plan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I think this stuff is cool. Again, it's just those little things that pepper you to get you excited for the show. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know that... We, we have to learn a little bit more about the Kenobi series in terms of its production to see if they're going to expand upon this area, which looks like it is in SoCal near uh, Manhattan beach where they're going to be doing the um, indoor uh, volume filming. So this could be similar more along the lines of Mando where they kind of had a set, uh live action set near the location. Um, I, I, I don't know that this is going to be as big as Andor nor, nor should it, if it's especially if it's going to be a limited series, but I am very excited for this series and once we stop they may keep him really protected but if we see anything with obi-wan uh back and you know does he have gray hair or does he have a beard you know that's gonna be the stuff that people are really gonna be like oh my god
2: i think we Bat- already saw his look cool,
0: but yeah i think
2: hollywood reporter photographed his look for kenobi i think that is
0: him what look what are you talking about the Hollywood the photos Reporter for photos. for the
2: Hollywood Reporter interview that came out two weeks ago. He had oh, the full Kenobi look, like gray oh, I... hair, f- like full he beard. gray hair? Yeah, he had streaks of gray what? in his hair and in his beard.
1: So, yeah, and another thing too, I John, is missed... like I, if I saw that photo online like leak and it's like Obi-Wan, it's Ewan McGregor and he looks like he's got a beard and stuff, I'd be like, okay, that's not surprising. That's like a bantha to me. I kind of expected him to look like yes. that. Yes. The Hayden Christensen on set is what I think yes. people are going to be like, yeah. what? Because whatever yeah. he's wearing or any facial prosthetics or anything like that is going to be very telling.
2: I hope yeah. that doesn't leak. I, I really want to be surprised by that.
1: Yeah.
0: I got the the, the the Ewan thing. I don't think that's how he's going to look on the show. I mean, he I may, think so. May,
2: he looks full <laughs> I mean, he's gristly, not going to be like. like he had the full- <laughs> Like,
0: his whole thing.
2: He had the He's full long beard. Cool. And like- No,
0: all right. So, so hear me out. Uh, let me try to compartmentalize this as best as I can.
2: I studied the, those photos. I know what they look the like. The
0: beard, yes, is real. We're not looking at a Crix Dean situation here. <laughs> but I'm saying- he hasn't been. in That's not him in the makeup chair. Like they may make his hair full silver. They may make his beard full gray. Like they, we haven't seen him as Obi wan We've think seen you in That Hewan is now. him
2: as Obi That's i, what I, I'm I saying. I don't think so. I okay, think you want to make a big, pie bet
0: about it? No, <laughs> but I, I think I think that'd be a big mistake unless they're going for a cataclysmic event that ages him on a dime because he can't roll in looking. 38, 40 years old, and that's supposed to be the old fossil that we see in A New Hope nine years after this. So I think he
2: th- looks finely aged in the photos that he took recently. Uh,
0: no, we I, we need... As a, as a guy with gray hair, I need more, and I need to see a lot more. <laughs> so Some this is of a personal look, thing. This is not- It's a personal thing. Yeah. It's very personal for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Um, yeah. yeah. He, uh, in all these pictures, uh, to your defense, John, I, th- his hair looks very well-kept like yes like yes pomade, but i'm saying the like full beard perfect.
2: and the way it's done yeah like he has longer hair that's what obi-wan's gonna look like they might fix his hair a little bit and make it look a little dirty but other than that like that's what you're getting guys
1: that you know what this kind of reminds me of it kind of reminds me of the uh the when the lion king live action was coming out and everybody was like first look at M- mufasa but it was just a picture of the lion that they were using as reference <laughs> i remember that yeah Yeah. and it was so weird because it's like it reminded me of the meme where like the guy's like and then he's like "Mm, i can't really say you're wrong (laughs) on that yeah right uh but but no i mean yeah this is ewan mcgregor and they'll probably shape him up maybe a little bit but you're probably right lacy to the extent of yeah he's got this beard and that's the beard he's growing for the show you're right you know um, I don't that's think the length making him hair super that they're gray. looking for and yeah
0: i'm just saying like you to me made it sound like you see him in this thr or vanity fair that's how it's exactly how he's going to look on the show mm-hmm. i'm and saying that's what you're
2: enjoy. getting in the sense of that haircut and that beard are what's going to be in the show
1: that, that probably... haircut dat beard <laughs>
2: yeah right. john's over here is like he's gonna look like santa claus or i'm not in
1: i'm <laughs> not in that. for it. I did not i'm in that. trouble mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: like, this better be in. like santa claus five or like what are we doing
0: <laughs> yeah santa claus five yeah with what, Tim do, Allen? what are we doing
2: that was they the haven't joke. even
0: made a santa claus four yet
2: i don't know if they did i didn't want to jump to conclusions they should did they make only three?
0: Yeah, they shouldn't. Whatever. That that that's another movie that should never have had a sequel. Those movies. I are thought the horrible. second
2: one was pretty funny.
1: Awful. They're yeah. Awful. Two two and three are really bad. Um, yeah. But they're but we end up watching them every year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, they're they're going to age them up, and you're going to see them show up and be like, oh, okay, there we go. Mm. That makes sense a little bit.
1: Um let's let's move on to uh some of these other things really quick um just to wrap up resistance report uh the uh the comic books are doing something really crazy. If you guys are unaware of this, they're they're starting a new series um, called The War of the Bounty Hunters. And the first episode or the first issue uh, starts with Boba Fett. But the idea behind this is it's going to be like kind of an ongoing series that's going to cross over with so many other uh, comic series. So it's going to cross over with Vader. It's going to cross over with Star Wars mainline. It's going to cross over with Afra. It's just – in order to tell the whole story, you're going to need to pick up this issue of Vader, this issue of Afra, then another uh, war with of the Bounty Hunters issue, and it also carries over into four separate standalones, which are doing a Job of the Hut, uh, uh, an IG eighty-eight, um, a Zookus, I think. Um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. But, uh, but yeah, they're doing four standalones and the series is gonna take place over like six months of issues. Like it's it's really crazy. So if you're interested in um, the comic series, uh, this might be one to, to start off and uh, dip your toes in a couple other series like you know, like I was saying Afra or something like that. Uh, big, big, big crossover event, biggest one I think that they've done since Disney bought it. So um, get excited for that. Uh, the other thing uh, we wanted to mention is that the High Republic, uh, has a new book coming out. This one's called A Race to Crash Point Tower. And uh, they released the first excerpt of the book uh, with, um, is it Polygon, IGN? Is that the same company? Um, but yeah, they did, uh, they got the excerpt. And uh, I don't know if you guys, did you guys read it, John, Lacey, either one? No. No? no? Okay, not interested.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm way behind on the High Republic stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been i've been hanging on your guys videos to keep up on what's going on
1: oh yeah yeah um yeah no, i mean nothing too crazy you guys can pick it up it's just kind of introducing the character and uh maybe a little bit into the the villains and stuff but uh but yeah look forward to that uh high republic crash uh, race to crash point tower coming out um when is it? oh this is d d uh daniel dj older daniel jose older yeah um and i don't know when it's coming out I got June 26th. I think if I'm remembering correctly, 29th, June 29th. All right. That is it for resistance report. Uh, we got everything in there. Um, Lacey, what's up next? What do we got?
2: All right, guys, this week, we're going to take a break from the pod race, but don't worry. It will be back next week. That being said, if you want to support us, Uh, There's lots of different ways you can do that. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on uh, YouTube. You can follow us on all the different audio uh, platforms, including Spotify, which we love, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon Music, Google, whatever, Google Play. I don't know. There's so many. I can't keep up with them. Google, Google. (laughs) Google, Google Play. Yeah, whatever. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast, which we're growing there and we really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Um, if you want more than that you can head over to patreon.com resistancebroadcast resistance broadcast starting at two dollars a month there's five different tiers with different offerings from mailings to exclude we well starting at two dollars you get all the different content that we do mm. all the videos but you get to take part in stuff through voting and whatnot there's a discord server uh exclusive chats and we have tons of stuff coming in june we've done some new uh we're gonna have new tiers a new tier And we're also going to have other cool new exclusive content that we've been kind of planning over the past few months, but we want to put it out there in June. So Mm. stay tuned for that. But you can get in now
0: and be ready for it. I'm very excited. Very excited for this.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, So I want to take a second to thank our Patreon generals, which is our top tier, our biggest supporters. We appreciate it so much. You are supporting what we're doing here and then what we will be doing in the future, not only this year, but next year when we get back to traveling and doing all that other cool stuff. So thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Kendall Gelner, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, Ryan Wara, Hass Islam, Joe Ritchie, and Val Trichkov. Thank you guys so much for your support. It means yeah, so much you. to us. And of course, guys, do not forget, we are two weeks away from Make Solo 2 Happen Day. We're doing it again. Hopefully this is the last time. Because if it is, it means solo is gonna happen. Yeah. Um, yep. Monday, May 24th, get to your social channels with hashtag make solo 2 happen. Let Lucasfilm and Disney know that you want uh, to see the continuation of Han and Chewie and all those characters, as well as just celebrating why we love solo. It's more of that than anything else, so just sharing your love for the movie and letting people know that you really, really enjoy it. Um, If you want to be a part of something really special, you can send a 10 to 15 second video to resistancebroadcast at gmail.com, and we'll put you in a really cool video that we're really excited about. We already have a ton of great entries, Mm -hmm. so don't miss out. That's due this Thursday. All right, now we're going to head into a really fun end-of-show a Bad Batch convo. John?
0: Yes. So, as you may have noticed, um, for the past few weeks, we've been putting Ask the Resistance on the shelf for a little bit. But don't worry, that will be back. So we appreciate those. Always keep your questions coming in. Uh, We love making you a part of the show. You help uh, us think of things that maybe we wouldn't always think of. So we appreciate that. But today, we're going to continue on with the sort of open discussion uh, between the three of us to close the things out here. Uh, But just to piggyback on what Lacey just said, even if you're a shy person... Record a video. Grab your phone. It doesn't have to be formal or big deal. 10 to 15 seconds. You know why you love Solo. You know why you want more Solo. Shoot it in your backyard. Do it while you're mowing your lawn. Whatever you got to do. If you're in line in the deli, go up, pop it with your mask on. Who cares? Send it to us. Be a part of the thing. Let's do it. All right. Bad Batch. Uh, Yeah, we're just going to kind of want to talk about what's been going on for these first two episodes now. Uh, Give our feedback. Give our thoughts. uh, Flesh it out a little bit here. Um James kind of got to watch these uh, ahead of us. He mm-hmm. had the screener, so he was able to develop his thoughts and, and his reviews for that. So hopefully you watched his reviews over on the channel uh, youtube.com/star Wars news that videos. go check out uh, the Bad batch Reaction Show with James Bainey. Um But I'll, I'll just kick off by saying uh, I, I I'm notoriously known as being cloned out. Uh, I think Star Wars <laughs> does need to move away from that as um, a focal point of the storytelling. Now, I know cloning isn't really like what's driving the story of the Bad Batch, but it is about clones. And uh, but I, I do have to say there is uh, there is a heartbeat to this story that does feel more Star Wars than the Clone Wars did to me, because the Clone Wars to me uh, was really. We're just going to tell more Anakin and Obi-Wan stories and the clones are going to be a part of it. This is this really feels different to me. And maybe because we're not taking and molding and shaping and shifting stuff with Anakin and Obi-Wan. And we could focus on these new characters, so to speak. I, I like that aspect of it. So I have really enjoyed it. Uh, I feel like I'm drawing myself and caring about the characters out of the gate. Um, from Omega to Hunter and the others, and even what's been going on with Crosshair, uh, I, I I like what they're where they're going with this, and the 70-minute movie that I'm going to call it, it almost it really did feel like a movie because the Clone Wars movie is an hour and twenty. This was mm-hmm. an hour and ten. Um, it, it went by quick, and I didn't find myself you know pausing to oh how much time is left of this. Uh, it felt fun. It wasn't too kiddy uh, I was a little worried about that. Like it didn't feel like Resistance felt for me. There were kids, you know, you have young characters here, uh, but there's, there's, uh, that I feel like there's a certain change and shift in how they're they're telling that, and they do want to make it, uh, more tie into the vibe of how the Clone Wars rounded out in terms of storytelling. So I really enjoy that. Uh, one, one thing I gotta say real quick I laughed really hard, uh, Jane specifically, when it, the title screen came up and it said, The Clone Wars. Yeah, And then if it, it burns off, and it says the Bad Batch, and then it kicks right into Tom Kane doing the narration voiceover. Yeah. Which, by the way, from the three of us, we all hope Tom Kane's doing well. We know he suffered a stroke and, and was having some hard times. So uh, I we assume this was all recorded before. It was good to hear his voice, yeah. Yeah, it was really good to hear him. We hope he's doing well, and we hope to hear him again in the future in Star Wars. But it made me laugh because some people were, well, in, in comments and stuff were taking shots at you for saying, surprise, uh, Bad Batch is basically yeah. the Clone Wars. And as I'm seeing the literal logo of Clone Wars burn away to the Bad Batch right into a classic narration opening of the Clone Wars in the Bad Batch, I'm like, I laughed. I was like, I can't believe people were like, no, it's not going to be. No, it's not going to be. And that's what they did. So uh, vindication to James Baney there. Great job. you. Absolutely it's really funny because
2: I think you could have thrown a previously on Clone Wars over the entire episode and you would have been like, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think the reason why it's not called Clone Wars is because in the timeline the Clone Wars is over, right. so you can't call it the Clone Wars anymore. <laughs> right. Um, but then yeah, it is about these five characters, and I get it. So, uh, but I liked it. They were saying, you know, you like Clone Wars. This You're is love this. Right, yeah. right in your mm-hmm. wheelhouse. So I, I've been really enjoying it. Now um, I don't know who wants to take it over. People already got James's thoughts. Why don't we go to Lacey first, and then James could could uh, could gush for as long as he needs to. But uh, Lacey, you, you watched it mo- the most recently of us, right? So
2: Yeah, so I'm going to shock everybody listening. I watched it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just period. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, it was good. I the, Okay, here's the thing. First of all, I'm going to get through the things that, that irked me first just so I could focus mostly on the things that I liked. The first thing that threw me off was actually Tom Kane's voice only because it felt out of place. But I know that's what they did for the Clone Wars, so I get that. Two, Freddie Prince Jr.'s grown up voice for a child was very <laughs> jarring for me because I was like, What? <laughs> what is happening? These now, guys course, are the
1: bad batch. They're my friends.
2: <laughs> yeah, like real deep. Like real deep. And
1: like baby Herman.
0: I yeah. get
2: it. Cause they wanted Freddie to do the voice because of the character and everything, but it was really jarring because you see this adorable little Jedi come sliding down the hill, and then he's got this deep Freddie Prince Jr. voice, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa!" Um, overall, though, I thought it was a really fun episode. Um, I really liked the ragtag misfit group of characters that they have. It reminds me a lot of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where you have the big bulky guy that's kind of dumb, but like. Really has a heart of gold and you have Mm -hmm. the one guy that's running the show and the technical person, the hacking person, a.k.a. the raccoon. uh, That's it it just was very predictable in the sense of you got the basic tropes and themes that you've seen a lot of popular media, which is why it is so likable and so enjoyable because you pull things from your head of like, oh, I remember this from this and I've seen this here and this makes sense. It was a little predictable as to what was going to happen only because of those tropes and themes and stuff you knew they were eventually going to go back and get omega and all that stuff so i'm excited to see where it goes once we've already seen episode two so hopefully if you haven't seen episode two at this point you're jumping Mm -hmm. um but already it seems like it's going in a newer direction which james i'm gonna let you talk about that first actually but that first episode very much felt like a previously on Clone Wars and they're setting it up for where it's to go. So I'm excited to see where the characters are going to be challenged and what kind of situations they get on or get into in the future. Because this first episode felt very much like a very obvious, oh, Crosshair clearly is going to turn on them. From the moment he mm-hmm. <laughs> tries to shoot uh, the young Jedi, it's like, you know, he's going to turn on them. Um so, yeah, I think it, it's going to be fun to watch. And I'm interested to see what other characters they bring in. And I know I'm super, super excited to see Fennec Shand eventually.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think you're dead on with the, the predictability of it. And that's why I think there was a little bit of... Uh, I don't want to say it was staleness on, on my end because I was trying very clear to say I like the show and I'm excited and I'm on board for this 100%. My, they had my... to
2: bring people in that hadn't seen Clone Wars and I knew that's what they were doing is they had to recap everything. So if you've never seen the Clone Wars, you were up to speed and you knew what was going on. And I knew that going into it.
1: My my thought on the first episode was it's kind of like when you're when like you're explaining a movie to somebody and you're like, this isn't a spoiler. They say it like in the first five minutes It's basically the premise of the movie. His dad yeah. dies and mm-hmm. then and then things happen like you, you know in that first episode that really all they're doing is they're kind of setting forth the story that we already know is going to be the case, which is like Order right. 66 happened, these guys, their chips didn't work properly or whatever, and they have their own mind, and now they're kind of on the run. Like And that we know that they're gonna, there's going to be this Omega character because we've seen her in the trailer, so... What's the story with that? And then that's that's it, you know. And they're kind of reintroducing yeah. people that maybe didn't watch uh, the Clone Wars episodes with the Bad Batch. So it's like, right, right. okay, we need to bring in Tarkin and explain who the Bad Batch are and how they all yeah. have different skills and stuff. It's like, th- I don't want to, I don't want to mark the show down for that it's just, it's the first episode and that's what happens in first episodes. They kind of explain. It's what a pilot the situation for any show. Yes. Any shows yeah.
2: pilot does that. You're always yeah. like, okay, I know this already, or it's very straightforward to get you into it. And then it gets into the deeper stuff later. Yeah. And so I to, knew that going
1: into it. And they need to separate too, um, why the show is going to be different than the clones that have been in clone wars, because generally, even though those characters, they definitely do have different personalities, you know, um, like Cody and Rex and stuff, but, at the end of the day, they want these characters to have drastic different personalities. And that, that way, it won't feel like four of the same people, five of the same people, like walking around. It's going to be um, four separate characters working together as a group because tech is very clearly different than Wrecker. You know, um, right. their personalities and their character styles uh, of everything about them is just completely different, even though they're clones. Right.
0: Yeah. And if you want to be like, Lacey, you brought up the Guardians of Galaxy like comps. Like, you can make the Star Wars comps and say like, tech is three PO and R two. Oh, absolutely. I was just Han using Guardians Solo. as an
2: example, mm-hmm. which obviously right. steals and, from Star Wars. <laughs> like, Guardians is yeah, basically like that. Wrecker's
0: Chewie. Like, you, yeah. you know, you can there. Those molds are there. And, and James, I think you're right, and I think maybe that's part of the charm that made me like this maybe more than the Clone Wars already is because uh, I. I had a very, very difficult time trying to connect with any of the clone characters in the Clone Wars. Whereas this, it's like, this is more, uh, human. Uh, yeah, because they, they have the, the unique, uh, individualities to each of them. And it's, it's, it's a much different, it, it it affords them the opportunity to do more with these characters as people yeah it and- really
2: connected me to bill burr's character in the mandalorian <laughs> where he's realizing that he's made bad choices and done bad things like they kind of have the same thing throughout this episode where they have well maybe the republic isn't great maybe these things aren't what they should have been and we've been fighting for the wrong side type of thing i think that that's something that was super interesting to me during the episode is hearing those types of comments because you're like no you are on the bad side
1: yeah yes <laughs>
2: yes you, do. Yes, you I, are bad
1: i think what's interesting too is um how the like you were saying it was hard to connect with some of those characters when when we got season eight of the clone wars and we saw order 66 happen and what happened to rex all of a sudden now rex starts to feel more human than a clone because we Riot. pull them away from all the other clones who Seven. are doing said things. Oh, sorry, yeah, this is eight. I, I just know people <laughs> are going to just... let you know Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is eight. <laughs> yeah, sorry, this one's eight, no. Uh, no, but... Um, I don't know I mean I think uh, you guys saw if you did happen to see the Bad Batch reaction show my review of episode 2 I feel like you know we talked a lot about the first one the second one is where it starts to go in the direction um, that I think the rest of the series is going to go where you can start to be like okay I know obviously Clone Wars had like 3 episode 4 episode arcs and things where the story continued but it did feel to me I was like well we're not going to get that and it was nice to see the second episode pick up where the last one left off where's the next step in their journey, uh, you know, meeting these people and, and kind of, um, I don't want to say meeting them, but, you know, meeting up with them and progressing as far as like the relationship between Hunter and Omega. And like, I, I definitely think like, um, like I said, in my first review down the line, I'm going to be really glad I stuck with the show because I will have seen the relationship between all these characters grow and their adventures and their stories. Uh, and I think it'll be worth it um whereas like we didn't really feel that I mean we kind of felt that way I guess with like Rex and stuff but um not the, he's not the focus he wasn't the focus of the of the Clone Wars I don't think and these are the main characters so they're really and- going to put all their effort into their uh s- s- stories and emotions yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah and you know on uh, Felone, like again he 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 always wants to beat home the fact that George Lucas uh, made these as stories for, for kids to be able to, to know, grow and be able to make the right decisions. And, and it's about coming of age and, and knowing you know to make the right choice in life and that sort of thing. And you have this young character here, Omega. and We don't really know anything about it. You had inferred maybe some force sensitivity because it did seem like she was sensing something in one of them. Who, who knows? Um, he yeah, said she right. had a
2: high standard of knowledge or something like that wasn't that what they said yeah
0: yeah but there was one moment where it almost seemed like she was going to say may the force be with you and she didn't when they were leaving and i found that to be interesting
2: and when she's talking to crosshair she does that thing like i know you feel this way type thing
1: yeah i'm interested in that relationship too because i i have a feeling crosshair might be a reoccurring character and Mm -hmm. then if they save him like if they fix him later in the series that whole discussion of it's okay you don't know it's not your fault you know kind of thing yeah cause she it's says
2: that, a, that and then he has the chip yeah
1: you're gonna click you're yeah. gonna go back and rewatch that scene and be like oh man he didn't have a choice you know
0: <clears throat> but they're they're you know introducing that um famous star wars thing of storytelling which is the you know found family and the 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 father figure stuff with hunter and omega and they really start pulling at your heartstrings here especially with the second episode so i'm excited to see where they go with that uh, a little nervous too because you know a lot of these characters we don't know where their fates lie after these events because of you know original trilogy continuity uh i get i get they have been able to work people around like ahsoka and that sort of thing but it, it the more you add more and more of these characters uh before these events it's like all Gets right well did everybody mucky. did everybody just say i don't want to be involved in this uh, Galactic right, Civil right. War? but my 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 lasting question on this that will maybe uh we'll get answers at the end of this because i'm hoping you know this might be like all right this is this is where we're ending the journey with clone troopers and that aspect of star wars storytelling uh is there going to be this uh, mega genocidal event where all the clones are killed by Palpatine or like is Kamino just completely decimated by Palpatine because he wants to bring in recruits as opposed to using clones? Like where do the clones go? Because as far as I understand it, you know, the clones are not stormtroopers. So uh, I'm very curious to see where this ends up and what happens to all the clones. Um, Not from a, you know, I care about them, just from an interest of story. Uh, to see how that
1: rounds out. I can't think of the, I can't think of a clone we've seen like down how far down canon you know,
2: only Boba Fett really.
0: There was the idea yeah, of Rex he's... being Nick Sant, but they recanted <laughs> that. And, yeah. yeah,
1: it's but, only if Rex well, shows I,
2: up in the Ahsoka series or in Mandalorian. Later. But I
1: wouldn't count Rex <laughs> because he deactivated his chip. Right, so if there right, was right. like, a oh, the chip's still active, a keystroke, you know, and then they're all like they all die or something like that, which I think we would have heard about this if that was the case. <laughs> there would have been some yeah. sort of crazy reference to the day like all the clones died or something. But yeah, um, but since anyway, we've seen the yeah.
2: Jedi die like six different ways at this <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they and, love that scene.
1: And uh, yeah, and they changed it a little bit, you know. That was kind of interesting, too. Like, it took place in the day yeah. versus at night. Uh, I was... knew
2: as soon as that guy, the, the green one, walked away, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, he's going to shoot her.
1: <laughs> yeah. You had, <laughs> Anytime, uh... he was, Anytime you see oh, a
2: clone man. getting
0: a voicemail, you're like, And then uh... he's
2: like, oh, got to take this call. I was like, don't take the call. I just knew it. I knew it.
1: <laughs> it was. Uh... I mean, we
2: all knew it. But it was one of those sinking feelings. They were like, oh, mm-hmm. no.
1: Commander, <laughs> Commander Grey and Captain Styles were ongoing characters that were tracking down Caleb. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then in this episode, they just made it Captain Grey and he's green, you know, and it's like so they kind of just merge the two characters and stuff. And I'm all for that. I'm not I'm I understand that these are stories that are being passed down. And like if whoever it is that's telling me this story might be like. Uh, Captain Captain Gray. Like I'm, they're trying to remember it. You know all the details and stuff, yeah. and things get murky. Um, it could have been two clones. It could have been one clone. Um, I'm not really sticking to like, oh, they got it wrong. Like for all I care, from a storytelling standpoint, uh, maybe the comic writer got it wrong, and they thought it was two different people, but it was only one person. You know, I, I'm right. okay to understanding the story from different um points mm-hmm. of view. Yeah. Do, you, do you guys think
2: now I'm just thinking any anytime a clone gets a gets a call just run yeah, yeah. <laughs> run away <No. laughs>
0: yeah. you're like no! <clears throat> take his take his cell phone and throw it in the river yeah <laughs> um I do you guys think that's all we're gonna see of Caleb uh, just as their way of saying this is how he avoided order 66 or do you think he's gonna pop up again uh, and we're gonna see some uh, post pubescent voice to Caleb doom throughout the rest of this uh, series.
2: I felt like it was just an explanation of what happened. But I might be wrong. I just felt like it was this one-time thing that they were like, "Look, this happened." And then they Who
0: who called out Hunter by saying if someone jumps, you usually look down. Was that crosshair? Crosshair. Crosshair.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: So that you feel like him He's being suspicious of that, that has that's going to surface again at some he point. He wasn't like
2: just suspicious. Think. He went and filled out like a report saying that he was lying.
1: Yeah. Sounds like a big jerk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Hate what I that said. I said <laughs> kind of sucks.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> no, I I would <clears throat> I think it would be kind of neat. Although I think Dave Filoni kind of said that they were looking for a character that could kind of set them up, and he offered up Caleb. So I don't think like long term he was part of the story. Um, mm-hmm and we kind of know we i mean we kind of know the direction that Caleb goes because of the comic but like i said they can change things up the other thing that surprised me is it <clears throat> seemed like he had a relationship with the bad batch we never got that in the well, i mean the bad batch were not in the comic there was no like when he was running away right, he had right. this discussion with this character or whatever it kind of made me think that um like if if you are right john that would be interesting because they could um they could kind of say hey it's you and then he starts running away and they capture him and they're like no we're not bad trust us and like he kind of helps them or something and then crosshair's
2: yeah. like psych i'm bad just kidding
1: yeah and and right. then he's still there and he uses his perfect sniper skill to hit the tree branch next to this target and not i don't target. like how he has like the <laughs>
2: tattoo on his face of the that was a little much
1: oh that reminds me of a. Uh what's bullseye. his name well no what was his name from uh the marvel movie that was really bad he, like daredevil bullseye is that who it is yeah, yeah. Ugh, colin dumb. farrell yeah colin farrell that's right <laughs> yeah
0: kind of done never miss yeah <laughs> um there's always that guy there was like the the guy legolas right they, they just there's always the never yeah, miss yeah but that guy.
2: guy's amazing don't compare him to crosshair
0: oh he's he's a i don't like that guy I love, love. All right. Us. The only thing, the only thing good about Lord of the Rings was Sean Bean, and then we're gonna leave it at that.
2: Oh my God, Sean Bean's um, the biggest chump of the whole movie. He dies in the he, first one. He
0: he set the tone for everything. No, okay? he did everything not. Happens, yeah. He
2: was like the jerk right. that wanted to take it for himself.
0: <clears throat> he, all right. So uh, yeah, let us know what you think about our. Do you have any other thoughts uh, on Bad Batch, guys? Are no. we good for for now? No. Right. No. All right. Crossers let us know sucks. what you think about <laughs> our thoughts on Bad Batch. Leave uh, comments with your thoughts, and of course uh share the episode with uh your fellow friends who like Star Wars because we're uh looking to grow here at TRB and you're a big part of that. So thank you. And again, you know, like Lacey said before, you know, go to the Patreon because in June we are going to be doing some great things. So at least visit the site if you haven't yet, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Check it out. Uh, because there's a lot of great things coming and your support keeps us going. And like she said, there's a lot of things that we have on the back burner or plans that we want to get going in the future. And we need support for that to happen without a doubt. So uh, aside from that, uh, thank you for listening and watching and being a part of TRB uh, Subscribe everywhere. do all that, but also make sure you're going to star Wars Newsnet.com for all of your star Wars news reviews, editorials, information, and more. All the articles we went over today were from our site. Uh, and you could find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at star Wars Newsnet.com. And uh, tomorrow, uh, my movie podcast, just like the movies, we're putting out our episode on Ghostbusters. So if you're Ghostbusters, find us on all podcast platforms, subscribe and uh, check us out. Uh, James, where are you
1: at? Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Myra Trunks, and also get used to hearing this, (laughs) uh, the Bad Batch reaction show every Friday morning. So uh, if you are watching the episodes early, Um, then you can check that out right away. Or if you watch it Friday, make sure you go back uh, when the episode is done and uh, give us a like, give us a comment, uh, give us a view, please. Uh, Check it out uh, and and hit me up if you are a patron or something like that in our chat. uh, You know, main chat or private, I don't care. Just let's talk Bad Batch.
0: Nice, absolutely. Lacey?
1: People can
2: find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillarin. I don't have anything going on per usual.
0: You say, that? you say that every yeah, week. I know because say, I yeah, don't. There's <laughs>
1: Hasbro article went um, up. Yeah, we should.
0: That's we should not we're do doing right now. <laughs> we should do a, a bad batch reaction show, reaction show where Lacey reacts to oh, James' yeah. reaction. And
2: nah, then... I'm gonna not do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys on Thursday, where we're gonna try something new that we haven't done before. So we're gonna see how it goes, but we're going to take solo a Star Wars story and see if we could break it up into pieces to see what it would have been like if it was released as a Disney Plus series. So think about that and enjoy your weeks, and we'll see you Thursday morning with another episode right here on The Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids.